baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, it's 7.20 on Total Information AM, so let's talk with our political gurus, John Hancock and Michael Kelly. Good morning, guys. Hey, buddy. Good morning, Michael. So, uh, first of all, the well, should we start with what was the biggest story nationally, or should we start with the uh, the latest story to break locally? Let's start on the local level. Um, the Missouri Supreme Court issued an unsigned, we don't know which judges were behind this, but uh, a, a statement about a political mailer that went out by a group associated with Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt. Uh, he's running for U.S. Senate. Uh, and it just had a picture of the attorney general with a few, I think, three of the Supreme Court judges. Uh, judges, uh, but they issued a statement that said, this is political and we don't like to get political. Uh, John Hancock, what do you make of this? Could this have any real impact on the race? No, I don't think so. And, uh, you know, I'm not surprised that the court would put out a statement, but I mean, there's really, this this would be governed ultimately by the Federal Elections Commission, and uh, they are slow to act if they do act, and they rarely act, and I don't think voters will consider this that big of a deal. Uh, I think that's probably right. It probably doesn't weigh in to be too much of a discriminator, but it does speak to the larger problem that Eric Schmidt has. He's running around suing everybody, everything, anything that's nailed down. He's happy to push a lawsuit and say that he's trying to uphold the law. Uh, You need to look no further than he wants you to uh, abide by the law that he says and not as he does. I guess we've got about 40, 45 days or so until the August primary in Missouri. So uh, start with Michael. How do you uh, take the U.S. Senate race right now? How do you categorize it? Yeah, unfortunately, um, I believe Eric Greitens is in the lead for the Republicans. And uh, uh, hopefully there'll be some type of coalescence to stop him. Um, I mean, he has been a failed leader in the state of Missouri. I don't understand how the Republican Party, that there's even 30 percent of them here in Missouri who would want someone who's accused and and who's guilty of the things that he has done. Um, Outside of that, the Democratic primary looks like it's going to be close. um, And uh, we'll have to wait and see here. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to see a lot of ads and uh, probably a lot of movement in the polls. Yeah, I guess I would uh, I, I would expect Bush Valentine to win the Democratic primary. She's going to outspend tunes by a considerable amount. I think the I think the Republican side is kind of a coin toss right now between Schmidt and uh, Greitens and Hartzler. I think that if Greitens is the Republican nominee, he puts the seat in great jeopardy for Republicans in November. And you know, ultimately, whoever the Republican nominee is, it will, it will mean that seventy percent of Republican primary voters preferred someone other than the one nominee that we all get to choose. In November, uh, it seems to me that that system is not conducive to to producing the best uh, candidates that we have to offer out there. 
Yeah, John, when it comes to that, do you think or have you heard about any discussions about possible consolidation? You know, Eric Schmidt and Vicki Hartzler getting on the phone or, or calling up Mark McCloskey or Billy Long and saying, all right, we've got 70% split between us. If one of us gets out, the calculus changes. Yeah. Is that happening? In theory, that would be great, but it's just not going to happen. These folks have all traversed too many miles and spent too many dollars. And, uh, you know, and, and frankly, Michael, the, the party structure anymore is not strong enough to put a bunch of people in a room and, and make things happen. In the, in the good old days, uh, there could have been some capacity for leaders to, to sit down with candidates and say, look, this, this isn't working. We need to do X, Y, and Z. And uh, those days are just gone. That's probably right. Um, I'd be the last person to understand the psychology behind the Republicans' uh, candidates. Um, the one that I probably know the best is Eric Schmidt. and He's completely changed every belief system uh, that seems to be in him. I can't imagine many of his fellow contestants would even trust him uh, if he were to reach out and have a phone call with them. So I'm just going to sit back and pop some popcorn and watch the Republicans fight it out. Now, you mentioned, John, the um, the primary system and the way that nominees are chosen and the way that, uh, you know, parties uh, filter that down. And the Post-Dispatch is reporting about the number of signatures for the ranked choice voting effort. Um, yeah. What do you make of that effort? Uh, what do you make of the chances of them getting enough signatures to continue the effort? A- and what would ranked choice voting even do? Well, well how much time you got? Uh, so Michael and I were both actually supported, supporting and working for that initiative. And I don't know. I mean, the Post did report that the signatures are, are tough. I do know that just the overall workforce shortages, I think, were a real challenge for the folks that collect petition signatures. As for what it would have done, it would have provided more choices for voters in November. You, know, you would have four, you know capable candidates from whom to select in a November election instead of just the one or two that, that we have under our current system. Yeah, I think John's exactly right. I'm hopeful that the signatures still amount to giving voters a choice to change the way that we do elections in Missouri. I think most people are just dissatisfied when we come down to a November contest where we have the extreme left and the extreme right. Uh, and I think the solution of ranked choice voting could have and may have on ability to change that. Uh, with that said, we'll have to wait and see what the numbers say. But uh, if it's being reported that it's not good, it's likely not good. We're talking with John Hancock and Michael Kelly and uh, moving on to uh, some of the aftermath from the federal indictments on both sides of the Skinker line. Uh, we've got County Executive Sam Page sending a letter to Hal Goldsmith, the assistant U.S. attorney, in response to a request from County Councilman and former police chief Tim Fitch to release any subpoenas that the county government has received. And then the, the response uh, from Hal Goldsmith was, that's up to the county. What do you make of what's, what's happening, these letters flying, and uh, it, shouldn't we see these subpoenas that St. Louis County has been served, John Hancock? Yes. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a simple matter of transparency. You know, the irony of, of Sam Page ascending to this position because of the indictment of Steve Stenger, uh and one of the complaints there was a lack of transparency. Well, you know, there hadn't been a whole lot. We still don't have the employment records of Sam Page outside of the county executive's office. He's not releasing the subpoenas. Uh, It's a a disservice to the citizens and the the voters, in my opinion. 
Yeah, and I think it's probably most likely inconsistent behavior coming from the county executive. He felt quite differently when Steve Stenger had subpoenas at the county council, and it's well documented that he requested that those be made public. Uh, I think this is off message for him. I'm not sure I really understand the decision um, that he's made, but um, we'll wait and see what uh, what comes of it. But uh, it's definitely inconsistent with what he was saying a couple of years ago. Meantime, Michael, in the city, we've got two candidates now for Board of Alderman President to succeed Lewis Reed, Megan Green from the Tower Grove area and Jack Coder from the downtown area. Uh, is that going to be the race? And what do you make of you know the different uh, lanes that these candidates occupy and the needs that the city has? Well, filing hasn't even opened yet, uh, but these two candidates seem to be the ones that will emerge. going to be an interesting case study for uh, the state, and particularly inside the Democratic Party, because it probably represents the two flag bearers that exist inside of our party, uh, meaning that there is a progressive left that's represented by um, Megan Green and a more moderate uh, common sense Democrat that uh, is represented in Jack Coder. Uh, could be a watershed moment on what direction uh, the Democratic Party is going to go here in Missouri, but particularly from the St. Louis area, which produces some of the the, the largest Democratic totals uh, and elections in the state. Yeah, I mean, the wacky left has had a pretty good run in the city. Uh, Megan Green joining the Board of Estimate and Apportionment would, uh, you know, heaven help us is all I can say. Jack Coder is a Democrat, but he is somebody that I think wants to make government work. And the government, the city of St. Louis, isn't working right now on a, on a host of areas, including policing, including infrastructure, including trash pickup, uh, the basics, the blocking and tackling of government. And I think, Coder, you know, that, that message might prevail. I kind of hope it does. Well, we kept it all local with our political masterminds, John Hancock and Michael Kelly. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the weather, Mike. Well, thank you. You Thanks, too. Mike. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 